Welcome to Café Klingendal, the podcast series of the Klingendal Institute. My name is Rem Korteweg, and I'm joined here by Jeroen Dijsselbloem, the president of the Eurogroup and former finance minister of the Netherlands. Mr. Dijsselbloem, it's an honor to be able to speak with you here today. Um, Thank you. Could you tell us very briefly what you consider to be the main challenges that the Eurozone uh, faces in the months ahead? Well, the Eurozone is, um, of course, um, doing very well economically. Uh, on average, over 2% growth, some countries even close to 6 uh, but a lot of work still needs to be done. We still have problems uh, coming from the crisis years, like high unemployment, uh, banks that need to become uh, stronger, uh, and some countries are not competitive enough, productivity levels hardly increasing. So the two key things economically to sort out is um, to become stronger, to increase potential economic growth and at the same time become more resilient to future economic shocks. Uh, and that last topic is of course very much about increasing buffer capacity in our banks, in corporates, in households and yes also in government budgets. Uh, sovereign debt in some countries is still very high making them very vulnerable to future shocks. So more work needs to be done. There is now a lot of speculation with the incoming French president, the um, coalition negotiations in Germany, the new uh, commission proposal on the Economic Monetary Union, uh, as well as the implications of Brexit, that we are on the cusp of significant reform of the way Europe manages its, uh, its finances. Do you share that opinion? Um, to some extent, I would argue that during the course of the crisis, a lot of work has already been done to improve the functioning of the monetary union. Uh, we set up emergency uh, funds, which has now developed in the European stability mechanism. We have improved our fiscal rules, fiscal frameworks. We have established a banking union, um, cleaning up bank balance sheets, having a centralized uh, bank supervisor. Uh, and a resolution framework and fund. In other words, if banks get into trouble, that will be sorted out in a solid European way. So on all of those topics, we've made huge progress and the monetary union is much more solid than it was going into the crisis. There is, of course, a lot of debate about what's next, what's the next step. Uh, we need to finish the banking union, establish a capital markets union, which is about deeper and integrated capital markets for Europe. We need to improve our fiscal frameworks, make sure that it's credible and effective. Uh, there will be more debate about new fiscal instruments for the Eurozone, fiscal capacity or a Eurozone budget, uh, but I think we're still quite far away from uh, reaching common ground on that uh, topic. More common ground can be achieved on the future role of the ESM, the European Stability Mechanism. It could be developed into a European monetary fund, um, putting it in charge of managing uh, programs to support countries uh, that have adverse economic shocks. 
to provide the backstop to the banking union, to the resolution fund for banks, and possibly even to develop new fiscal instruments to support the reform drive in the Eurozone. So along those lines, I think the French, the Germans, uh, and the other 17 Eurozone countries will find a compromise. So you're very optimistic, or you're very much in favor of placing the ESM at the heart of the Eurozone. Um, do you think there is sufficient political buy-in to make that happen? And if so, what are the terms that we're looking at? How long do you think it will take before we see such a beefed-up ESM uh, sitting at the heart of the Eurozone? My guess, best uh, guess would be that we will develop the monetary union step by step further. And yes, the ESM will play an important part in that first step, which can be achieved already in the coming months, is to agree that the ESM becomes a central player in managing programs, programs uh, with which we finance and reform uh, countries that are in economic troubles. A second step, which could be achievable in half a year's time, is to further develop the banking union and to um, add to the banking union institutions the backstop, uh, a credit line to the resolution fund to make sure that that is always uh, fully accessible in case of large banking crises. Uh, and along those lines, step by step, I think we will improve the monetary union. Some want a complete overhaul. I want to bring the ESM, the Eurogroup, uh, under the community a method, uh, integrating it in the, to the European uh, Commission while introducing a European Minister of Finance. Uh, I think those proposals are still very controversial, uh, maybe for the longer term. Uh, so if we really want to make progress on substance in the short term, I think the best way forward is to use the intergovernmental institution called the ESM. Looking ahead, you are the outgoing president of the Eurogroup. Uh, in January, your successor, uh, uh, Mr. Centeno, will take, uh, will take over. What kind of advice would you give him in terms of picking up unfinished business or taking on new, uh, new challenges? Um, given your experience over the past four and a half years, uh, what, what, what kind of advice would you give your successor? Well, of course, everyone has to develop his own style. Um, but my experience is that if you want to keep together the group of uh, 19 Eurozone countries, that group may uh, increase or grow in the coming years, it's very important to focus on what common ground you see. Um, you can spend a lot of time and energy on sorting out uh, bigger differences. You could also spend your time and your energy on realistic uh, and important steps to improve what we have. Therefore, I would say priority number one, completing the banking union. It's crucial to improve uh, the working of our economy, to raise that potential growth, uh, and get more investments going throughout our economies. And final question, looking back over the past four and a half years, what are you most proud of and are there any regrets? These are always the most difficult questions. Um, 
most proud that uh, we preserved the integrity of the Eurozone, kept the countries together whilst making uh, important progress. Uh, when I came into the Eurogroup, there was a real debate about uh, the future of uh, the Euro and the future of the Eurozone as a whole. I think that debate uh, has uh, faded. Uh, and in that same period, we established, for example, the banking union, which is so crucial uh, to make European banks healthy uh, again and open for business. My biggest regrets is that uh, perhaps we should have spent even more time on communicating to the public at large. Very big decisions were taken during the crisis, inevitably, sometimes improvised, sometimes well thought through, I would hope, uh, but seriously, bringing on board or taking along the public and national parliaments, uh, but certainly the public at large, I think, is something for the coming years that is crucial. And is that possible with such a complex and technical topic as Eurozone management? Uh, it needs to be done. Um, the democratic legitimacy of all the work we're doing in Europe is uh, still debatable. Um, more and more, of course, the European Parliament is involved, for example, on banking union, they play a very important role. Um, national parliaments should be very much involved. In the Netherlands, this is already the case. In some countries, hardly at all. Um, and on top of that, communicating through uh, media, social media, um, to the public to explain to them what the challenges are, uh, what the trade-offs are, um, uh, and why we take uh, certain steps uh, forward together, I think is crucial. It's not just about getting it technically right, it's also about maintaining support. Thank you very much, Mr. Dijsselbloem. Um, thank you for your time, and we wish you luck and success in the next steps that you, that you will take. Um, thank you. If you want to stay updated on Café Klingendal, the podcast series of the Klingendal Institute, please register at www.klingendal.org.